want to thank Brother Jackson for a job well done this morning. He, 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 he was shaking a little at first. But you know, through all the shaking and the nervousness, he came through for us. And the most important thing was singing to glorify God. Not singing, it's not the voice. It's not American Idol. This is worship. And what truly means the most is singing, making a melody in our heart unto the Lord. Amen. Before I go into my lesson, we want to say happy birthday. She know who she is. Some just call her Glenda. I call her glamorous Glenda. Happy birthday, Glenda. The one and only Glenda Fear celebrating a birthday today. It's good to be alive, folks. It's good to be alive. This morning, this is a lesson I taught back some months ago on a Wednesday night. And I just felt that it, it's needed. It's needed. You watch your TV. All you're hearing is death, sickness, sickness, death, unemployment. It's almost to the point where it seems like the media are trying to kill people, trying to cause people to have heart attacks and everything. But, folks, God is still in control. God is still in control. Your job, God is aware of whether or not you're going to have a job this week or not. And we must believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. If, he's, if he valued a sparrow, if he valued the birds of the air and see that they are fed and taken care of, I know what he would do for us. I know. But folks, we have to believe it. Because without faith, we cannot please God. So walk with me this morning. God's word is still true. Regardless of what the media may try to paint the picture of how bleak they paint the picture that it's going to be. Let me tell you, they can make all of their projections they want. And sometimes they're accurate, sometimes they're not. But God makes the final decision. Everything is in God's hand. I listened to the prayer Brother Tillman just prayed. Help us to understand and know nothing transpires in this life without God being aware of it. Do you understand that no one dies unless God is aware of it? No one gets sick and God isn't aware of their sickness. God is aware of everything. Let me say that again. God is aware of everything. We just got to trust God. Something else Brother Tillman said in his prayer that really just touched me. And I said, you know, when he mentioned about people worrying, worrying about the loss of their job, whether where the next meal might come from. Let me let me encourage you, church. We may not be able to feed the world here at Locust Grove, but this is something I want you to consider. Maybe it's somebody in your neighborhood. Maybe it's somebody on your job. 
We talk to people off and on, and sometimes we hear that someone has fallen on some rough times. You don't need to go get a, a group of people to do a good deed. If you know someone is hungry and need food, not only do we have a pantry here, and we, we encourage you to use the food that we have in the pantry. But sometimes it may be something as simple as you got 5 or $10 or maybe even get with somebody else. They throw in 5 or $10, you could buy people something to eat. Amen. The key thing is don't do it to be seen. Just simply do it because you care. It doesn't always, it's not always necessary to bring in a crowd, a big group to do a good deed. You know, sometimes I, I look back, I used to be the fast food king. I used to be. Not anymore. And sometimes, you know, now I look at even when there are times I'm thinking about going to buy some fast food or buy something, I say, you know what? I'm going to use this money to bless somebody else. And you know what? There's no greater feeling than to fulfill what the scriptures say. And the Bible says it is more blessed to what? Give than to receive. Many of us can't understand that because we don't trust God that he's going to provide for us if we step out on faith and bless somebody else. I'm not saying be reckless and careless with your money. I'm just simply saying every now and then we run across some people who are going through some difficult times. You don't always have to call the church elders or the deacons and say, I know somebody who having some rough times sometimes you can be the blessing yourself so just wanted to throw that out there because there are some people who are going through some difficult times there will be some other people who will go through some much more difficult times but folks this is where we stand out this is where God shows up and this is where God shows out Through us. By the love that we have not only for one another, but the compassion and the love that we have for our fellow man. For our neighbor. So just keep those thoughts in mind. It's always wrong to do good. Amen. Amen. And if there's ever a need, you need to get some food from the pantry or whatever. Don't hesitate on getting it. Someone is hungry. If they're hungry, they're hungry. It, it, it disturbs me that we will have food to set up in the freezer, in the pantry, and, and spoil that we didn't bless somebody that they could have used it. So don't ever think it's a bother to utilize the food pantry here. This is how we go about doing God's business. And God bless us to be able to do it. Let's do it. Amen. All right, this morning, why do we worry? Harrison, why do we worry? You all all see that celebrity up there, right? The great Harrison Thomas. Why do we worry? It's just in us. But the truth be told, we worry because we choose to. There are struggles in life 
that can become emotional strongholds. Things that hold you hostage and keep you from wholeheartedly serving and trusting God. And experiencing the abundant life he has promised. There are some things. There are struggles people deal with day to day. One of the most damaging strongholds is to worry. Amen? Amen. I'm not saying if you say man that you worry. You're just saying it's the truth. One of the most damaging strongholds is worry. It is available for every age and is an obstacle to moving forward. When it is a stronghold in your life, it is a way of life. And the sad thing is we give in to it and we accept it as a way of life. Somebody could come to us with something positive. I don't care how much uh, positive Things somebody could come to you, you have accepted worry to be the norm, and you just don't get it. Folks, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it. How? More abundantly. When it is a stronghold in your life, it is a way of life. We worry about so many things. What do people think about us? Do we look fit? Do we look fit? Do we look fit? Do we look fit? Are we healthy? And do we have enough money? If you are prone to worry, there is no limit to the possibilities to worry about. Matter of fact, you will find in and everything to worry about. Matter of fact, God don't even register as a hope for you in your life anymore. Worry has total dominance in your life. People cope with worrying in a number of ways. Some drink to dismiss it. Others shop for distraction. Some take naps or go to bed early to avoid it. None of these remedies work because the panic still sets in. I don't care how early you go to bed. When you wake up, it's still there. Matter of fact, it develops into depression. And Matthew 6, 25, and also verses 31 through 34, Jesus stated three times, do not what? Say it along with me. Do not worry. One more time. One more time. So stop worrying. Yeah, I, I, I know that's what Jesus said, but that's when you know worry has a stronghold on a person. When they always, they can repeat what you said. I know what the Bible said. I know what you said, but they're letting you know then they are in control. Worry is in control of their life. The Greek word used for worry is a concept of being strangled or choked. The concept of being strangled or choked. Are you sitting here feeling strangled or choked this morning? Maybe so. Maybe you're feeling strangled and choked because you're worrying about if you're going to die from this virus. 
Let me, let me help you understand something, folks. If it's your time, you leave it. Can I just be honest with you? You can't walk around every day the Lord wake you up. You can't walk around in fear and worry about, am I going to die today? Am I going to, you're going to die one day. Now what day, I don't know, but you will die one day. Now what you need to be doing is just making the best of the day and the time that the the Lord gives you every day he wakes you up. Look at how much you're missing out on life, sitting around feeling strangled or choked because you're worrying about a virus. What glory are you giving to God? Walking around wondering and worrying, am I going to die today? Every day, the good Lord wake me up. I go through the day and I say, well, Lord, at any moment, you could take me away from here. And, and I say that all the time. Any moment I can leave here when I'm driving, when I'm just out doing different things. I said, man, I could drop dead right now. And the cares of his life won't be my concern any longer. Now, what would be my concern was I ready? Did I use my time wisely that God blessed me to have while I lived? See, that's what you need to be thinking about instead of worrying about, am I going to die today? What, What are you doing with the time God is giving you? How many, how many people are you blessing? How many works are you doing to glorify God? How many uh, tasks are you taking on to promote the church and to do good things for the kingdom? No, I'm just sitting around worrying about, am I going to die? Sound like the man with one talent. Lord, I knew you were, I knew you were a hard man. I knew you were one who reaped where you didn't sow and all this. So I took your one talent, I buried it. And I figured, you know what? If I give you back what you gave me, you shouldn't have nothing to say about it. Wrong answer. The Lord had some, he had some ugly things to say about that person. What good things will he say to us when we spend his time worrying? Especially when he has commanded us to do what? Do not what? Worry. Worry. The concept of being strangled or choked. That, that, that just takes life out of you. It leaves you frustrated when you ought to be free. And if you are his disciple, if you are a Christian today, then you should stop worrying. Amen. And if you know somebody who should be here to hear this, you need to go tell them. Worry doesn't prevent disaster. It prevents joy. Some of the most depressing, downtrodden people you don't want to be around are those people who worry all the time. Can't, can't even see the sun out there today as bright as it is. 
You know what they'll say? You can say, man, it's a beautiful day out there. Look at the beautiful sun. Well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, they talking about a hurricane down there. Can't see the good, can't see the joy in anything. Because their minds are so clouded. Folks, we're God's people. Worrying is a sin because it is doubt in the power and goodness of God. Did you hear that? Worrying is a sin because it is doubt in the power and goodness of God. Some people don't like to call worrying a sin. I don't care what you don't like. The Bible defines it as a sin. Because you are basically what you're saying. There are some things in this life and in your life in particular that God can't handle. You're saying there are some things bigger than God. That's a lie, folks. Is there anything too hard for God? Absolutely not. Well, if you believe there's nothing too hard for God, you won't, you won't be worrying. Oh, people who believe in the truth say amen. amen. Some people don't like to call worrying a sin. They are just concerned about something. How do, you, how do you distinguish concern from worry? A day of worry is more exhausting than a week of work. You know how much energy it requires to worry? You know how, how, sickening, it can, how sick, sickening it can make you through worrying? You ever seen anybody going to the hospital saying, I just need to go because I'm just full of so much joy. <laughs> Life is just so good and, and God is so good. I just need to go to the doctor because I just feel I need to be checked out because I'm just so blessed. But people run to the doctors in the hospitals all the time worrying. Then they'll get to the doctor's office and won't even tell the doctor that they worry. You know, they always do a survey when you go to the doctor's office. Sometimes they ask you, do you ever think about harming yourself? Is life going okay? Uh, anything that you could think of got you stressed out? And you know the first thing folks say, no, no. Just sit in their line. Sit in their line. When really all you need to do is be honest with the survey and the doctor, the doctor really could come in and say, just go home and stop worrying. But no, we want a pill. We want a shot. We want something from man. We feel we need something from man to numb our senses. To numb us from being able to do what we should be able to do by trusting God. Hello, somebody. Legitimate concern is when you are in control of your thoughts and feelings. Legitimate concerns. Illegitimate worry is when the matter controls you, controls your thoughts, actions, and emotions. You see the difference? Huh? Come on, just, just nod your head or just, says, just, just do something. You see the difference? Yes. 
Jesus said, for this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life. Who said that? Jesus said that. Well, if Jesus said, do not be worried about your life, do you think we're going to hear these same words on the day of judgment? Huh? Well, what are you going to tell him the reason why you kept worrying? Life, life, is, life was hard. Like he don't know. I say unto you, do not be worried about your life. As to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Ooh. Ooh. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? See, we add these burdens. We add all of these things into our lives that we have to dress a certain way and we have to be fit and I'm not against exercising and keeping yourself healthy our bodies are the temple of God right we should take care of ourselves but you know what we shouldn't put spiritual things before that because the Bible said bodily exercise profited little healthy people are going to die too so really what matters is, you know what? Trusting God. Amen. Trusting God. Look at the birds of the air. That they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Matthew 6, 25 through 26. I came up here yesterday evening. But these birds, something else. They had, they, had, they had gone in one of the trash cans out there. They just had stuff everywhere, scattered everywhere. All I could do really was laugh because you know what? That's how they find food. That's how they find food. What would you think if you saw a bird drive up the Publix or Kroger? No, that's how birds are scavengers. They go and they look around, they find food. I always think about Sister Tillman. She's big on feeding the birds. And, you know, she'll throw bread out in her yard and everything. God always makes a way, even for the birds. But God said, now if I make a way for the birds to eat, how much more do you think, how much more interest do you think I'm going to take in making sure you have what you need? Are you not worth much more than they? <laughs> the reason we worry is that we are focusing on the wrong authority. If our father feeds birds that have no soul, how much more will he take care of us since we are worth even more to him? Mm. Remember his promise that he will never leave us nor forsake us as the first antidote to worry. Man, think about that for a moment. Jesus said, I never leave you nor forsake you. I never leave you nor forsake you. That should be so comforting. That should be the confidence 
or boost our confidence that causes us not to ever doubt the Lord. I never leave you nor forsake you. When you think you're alone, you're not alone. When you can't see the light, guess what? I am the light. When you can't figure out the way, remember, I am the way. See, we need to go back to the true authority of matters. We have drifted away and we have taken up our own way of going about doing things. His promises are true, folks. Be encouraged and stop sinning. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Stop putting yourself, stop overindulging in the news every day. Man, what if we talked about Jesus? What if we talked about the Great Commission? What if we talked about more positive things like we talk about this virus? Go to the store. You can easily strike up a conversation about the virus. Turn on the news. Folks texting about it. You're on Facebook talking about it. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Everything about the virus, the virus, the virus. How much are we talking about Jesus? Huh? And see, that's why we worry so much because we, we don't feed on the right thing. You keep feeding on negativity. That's what you're going to display in your life. Negativity. The word of God says, do not Worry. I used to say I wish I could read minds. And then I said Lord. Thank God I can't. Because the sad thing is. Even though we have shown. Just in this simple lesson. Why you shouldn't worry. There are still those. You're not going to buy it. You're not going to buy it. Because you know what. You don't want to relinquish Control. You need, you feel the need, I need to have my hand in this. I need to be able to do this. No, you need to have faith and get out of the way. You need to stop measuring yourself up to worldly standards, talking about what I should have and what I need to have. No, you need to understand God is going to provide your needs. Anything beyond what God provides as a need, that's classified as a want by you. You may have to go to Goodwill and pick up some items here and there. But if you're too prideful and you're talking about, well, I just can't see myself. Well, no, that's the problem. You. God didn't say you're going to always go to Macy's. He didn't say you're going to always be able to go to some uh, final store. But he said he will provide you clothing. See, that's your messed up way of thinking, worrying about where I'm getting it from. And if somebody's going to find out where I bought it from. That, that's, God ain't got nothing to do with that. That's your messed up thinking. I've always been one. You want to see me in something? You always talking about, I bet you will buy it. 
I'll I'll wear it, I'll style it, I'll profile it and everything. Just make sure you buy it. God will take care of his people. We just have to stop worrying, folks. Is that all right? Believe it or not, the church has a great work ahead of it. Do you hear me? And man, the worst thing you could do is go into battle with a bunch of nervous, unfaithful, unconfident people. We have a great work ahead of us. And it's hard to get anything done when it's hard to even have a vision. It's hard to have a vision about planning for the future, how we're going to serve the neighborhood and the communities and how the church is going to grow in the future when you worried and bogged down worrying about now. I'm just going to share this and I'm going to close. If God's will, we're supposed to close on this property next door tomorrow. (laughs) If the Lord's will. We've done all that we're supposed to do. And I was sitting last night and I'm saying, you know what? We need to sit down and, and, and start really formalizing and, you know, looking at what we can do to become self-sufficient. I'm not, I'm not saying start some compound and become antisocial. Don't take my words the wrong way. I'm simply saying we as the church... We should not only be able to provide services and do for ourselves, but we should be the link to help people who are in need. That's right. We need to be sitting right now, right now, formulating and thinking, you know what? Are, are we going to spend money investing in renovating that building or is it going to come out cheaper to just tear it down and put up another building? You know what? What else can we do over there? We, we've been talking about the school system. You know what? And I, and I laugh about it because, see, now look at our school system. Huh? Have I not been saying for years we need to have our own school? We need to be taking care of our own children and teaching them. Hmm. Think about it. The church should not be in the position to let the government lead us. We should be setting the example in leading the government. We're God's people. I'm not saying become, I'm not speaking in some militant way being anti-government. No, no, I'm simply saying that we can live a holy and productive spiritual life. And we will not have any restraints on what we can teach our children and how to shape and mold their minds. Sad to say, this past school year has really just been a waste. And you think about the kids who already had learning disabilities and problems who are behind. How much further behind are they now? And some parents had, they just had a shock out of this world. They actually had to teach their own children 
try to help their own children at home. I heard some of the most foolish stuff. Parents talking about something. I got to, my home has to turn into a school. Your home's supposed to already be a school. You're supposed to already be teaching your children. So when you said something foolish like that, I, my home had to be turned into a school to teach my children. That's telling me you ain't been teaching them anything. Your home should have already been a school. And now the kids really need your help on this homework or this and that. And then you looking at them like, what you want me to do? Well, even if you don't understand, sit there and don't understand with them. Right. Spend some time with them. Sit there. You're Googling and using the phone for everything else. Figure it out. Yeah. Now my home, my home, not only a workplace, it's a school now. Now, what you should be knocking is my home is a workplace. Because, <laughs> see, that's what so many problems, mark my word on this. That's why so many marriages are going to fail in the future. People are bringing their jobs home and then people don't know where to cut the work off at home. Work is overlapping into the home and work is becoming more important than family. Mark my word on this. And you know what? Corporations know if these folks could work from home, I'll get more work out of them because majority of them don't have enough intelligence or intellect to draw the line to say, hey, it's it's five o'clock, six. I'm stopping. No, because some of our homes are more junky and crowded than the work cubicles because we don't know where to cut it off. Children go neglected. Spouses go neglected. What kind of family life do you have? Just mark my word. I just want to throw that out there. So whether I'm still alive or dead, when it happens, you're going to say, that crazy man said it. Because it's already happening. It's already happening. Stop worrying, folks. How can you claim to be a believer in Christ and worry? Christ came to eradicate worry out of your life. How can you say, I'm a Christian, I'm Christ-like, and worry? The two don't go together, folks. So you need to make a decision today. Either you're going to be truthful and be a Christian and follow Christ and trust him, or... You're just going to live a life on your own. You're going to continue to feel choked and strangled. And you're going to miss out on the abundant life. I can't change it for you. The only person that can change it, it begins with you. You've got to have faith and trust in God. Trust in him. Remember his promises. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my husband and my father is the husbandman. Jesus said, you know, abide in the true vine because you know what? By abiding in the true vine, you have life. You have everything you need in order to make it in this life. 
John 14 and 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are what? Many mansions. Folks, verse 6 of John 14, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you need to remember that. Tell Satan to let you go. After this virus, there's going to be other diseases. There have been diseases throughout the course of mankind as long as you can look back in history. After this one, there'll be another. And after that one, there'll be another. Folks, your faith and trust got to be in God. The viruses and diseases and bacteria, they're not going to stop. They're going to continue. But just as they're going to continue, your faith in the Lord should continue also. We got work to do, folks. We have work to do. And it can't be done by fearful and paralyzed faith people. We need people who have faith. Amen. 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 If you're here today, and maybe worrying has been a problem in your life. Make it up in your mind today that you're ready to be set free. You're ready to be set free. You're going to trust God. You're going to take God up on his promises. And you're going to walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible said a just shall live by faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 says what? Now faith is what? The substance of things what? Hope for and the evidence of things what? You don't walk and make your determinations as far as what you're going to do and how you're going to do it by what you see. You make your determination in your service to God based upon what is written. That's how you please God. If God say do it, you do it. Well, I don't know how this is. Ain't, everything ain't for you to know. But it's for you to do. Joshua didn't turn around and ask God, well, what about this? What about that? What about God just simply told Joshua, do it, man. I'm with you. Be encouraged. I got you. Just know I am with you. God is telling us the same thing today. So stop worrying. Maybe you need to make a confession. Maybe you need to repent because your faith haven't been what it need to be. Well, allow it to become what it need to be before you leave here today. Folks, you can't go to heaven worrying. Because worrying is a sin. And the wages of sin is death. It can't be any plainer than that. Stop worrying. What's our song? Invitation song. 111. Yield not to temptation. Right? What did we say? Yield not to worry. Because worrying is what? A sin. A sin. That's a good selection, man. Come on up. Come on up.
Folks, listen to the song. Sing the song. Encourage somebody. Somebody need their faith renewed and restored today. Somebody needs some help. I'm simply saying, let God help you today and stop worrying. Let us together stand and sing. Not to turn.